The Longbox Crusade presents G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Due Years. Welcome to G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Due Years. I'm one of your commanders, Pat Sampson, codenamed DJ Christantos. And joining me as always is my battle buddy in this operation, Jared Albrecht, codename Death Probe. Woo, at ease, Christados, and to all the green shirts tuning in for this podcast, I want to welcome everybody back to Fort Longbox. We appreciate you tuning in to talk some post-2000 G.I. Joe comics with us as we chronicle our way the devils do run as usual this episode is sponsored by omaha bound entertainment your best choice for hard binding those special comics in your collection they do great high quality binding they do unique designs they've got hard to find comics pre-bound just go to omahabound.com today check them out and tell them the Longbox crusade sent you with that on this episode of gi joe chronicles dj Cristados and i are going to rotate in our special ops guest for the show for this episode, our special ops guest is Paul Hicks, podcaster extraordinaire, codename Baron Beardhead. Welcome to Fort Longbox, Baron. Thank you, thank you. Pleasure to be here finally in the, uh, what do you call it, is it, is it a, a bunker? What, what is it? Yeah, yeah, I like that. The bunker. Kind of- a bunker, a fort, you know, kind of like we've gotten some blankets together. <laughs> some cardboard boxes. Cardboard boxes, yeah. <laughs> Smells like farts. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Pillow fight to go on <laughs> at 0200. <laughs> That's very early for a pillow fight, Pat. I'm not giving up for that pillow fight. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that's awesome that Baron Beardhead Paul Hicks himself is here with us from down under. This is a long-distance phone call, ladies and gentlemen. And this is the part of the show where we debrief our new recruits. So, Paul, Baron Beardhead... I would like to know what your origin story is with G.I. Joe. How did you get into G.I. Joe? And then we'd love to hear your three favorite characters, be they Joes or Cobras. Doesn't matter. Just your top three. Oh, okay. Well, my G.I. Joe origin, I'm a little bit older than you guys. You're all children to me. But, yeah, one of the things is I got into it after the toys came out, and they came out in Australia later, so they weren't on the shelves as early. And so we never got the first round of figures. We, I think we started getting like the third round of figures. And I saw these figures in the store and thought, hey, they look cool for wargaming, which is, I used to do some sort of, it wasn't tabletop, it was floor top wargaming with a mate. We did it with Star Wars figures and things and little catapults and stuff like that. So, well, yeah, I bought some G.I. Joe figures and then I was hooked. I was buying lots of them. And then I, you know, I went so far as to buy any G.I. Joe figures that I saw after that. And eventually I was calling up the local distributor and saying, hey, you know, you've got all these toys in the catalog and you only bring out like half of them in Australia. Have you got any of those? And they say, oh, I've got some samples in the office I'll sell you. And so I think I was, I was in the G.I. Joe black market by that stage. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. When they did come out straight, the first thing I, did, I sent in all the little flag points to get, um, accessory pack so i sent him a flag points and one night at dinner a guy knocked on the door came my sister answered and he said is paul hicks here he's the first boy in australia to send these in you know she got me to the door i was 21 at the time so I think <laughs> was there a beard or no beard at the time paul uh, that would pre-beard paul but um, yeah he okay. gave me an awe striker as a bonus for being the first person in australia to do that 
because we live quite close to the um, where their offices were, so that was um, a good coincidence in Sydney. Yeah, and then I collected and collected until I finally um, I ate the forbidden fruit from the tree, and uh, I bought the the space shuttle Defiant and spent six hundred dollars at it. And Ooh. at that point, you know, the forbidden fruit, I knew shame. And that's when I've gone too far. <laughs> So shortly after that, I divested myself of all my G.I. Joe collection. But I did dabble in the comics at some point. I thought, oh, I'm going to check out these comics. and They were pretty good. And then um, you have comic book crises. The crisis of the firstborn child happened, and I had to sell a lot of comics. And, yeah, yeah, a fair bit of G.I. Joe um, dabbling there. Yeah, no, so my top figure, you're going to scoff at this because it's, you know, it's just the anonymous Viper with the, the blue and red outfit and the silver shiny helmet. You know what? Scoff. Because <laughs> it just looks so cool sci-fi, and I used to have like ten of them in my little, you know, floor type army, and they look great. They look so, you know, they could have belonged from any science fiction project thing at the time. They could have, they fit in with Star Wars, they fit in with whatever else was going, Battlestar Galactica. Now, this one is a bit obvious. Everyone loves this guy, Raptor. You love Raptor? Who doesn't love yeah. a bird man? Yeah, no, I'm joking. I don't really love Raptor. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I was a big. Big, big fan of Shockwave, you know, sort of combat camouflage guy, you know, had that cool-looking Uzi, you know the one? Oh, yeah, it was like a blue, uh, like urban warfare. Yeah, he was like an urban warfare beachhead. Yeah, that's a good way yeah. to describe him. Yeah, I really liked him. I don't know if he's a good character in the comics or the stories or anything, but uh, he looked pretty sick. I really liked it. And third character, well, I mean, you can't beat Snake Eyes, but if you like Fluoro... And who doesn't? Like, Fluoro is timeless. It's, you know, it's the color of the, you know, eternity. The Alley Viper, who's orange and blue Fluoro and has this orange shield. And that is the ultimate outfit for hiding in an alley, I imagine. <laughs> One thing I've learned on this podcast is, is Fluoro is Australian for fluorescent, as we say over here. Wow, oh, I did not know that. I was scratching my head. They're like, what is he talking about? Was it these, like, Alley Viper? And I was like, okay, I got it. Uh... <laughs> Is that a, I've ever gone parochial localisms, have I? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I had the Alley Viper, and I, I actually liked him a lot. That's a good matchup with Shockwave. Yeah, they're opposites. Looks like he could snowboard on the shield, too, in an emergency. Should the alley fill with snow at any point? Yeah, over here in the States, those guys were, yeah, like wave, I don't know, six or something like that. So I don't think they ever got much done with them as far as comics or cartoons go, but I definitely like Shockwave's design a lot, and Alley Vipers. I enjoy both those figures, so I think it's cool to get sort of those left-field picks. That, yeah. that I did get some of the first-round figures, but they were the British editions, and they were called Action Force. And I put them on the shelves, and I was like, that's G.I. Joe. That's classic first-release G.I. Joe stuff, just in Action Force boxes. So okay, I was yeah. going to ask you if it was called G.I. Joe down there or if you've got it, the Action Force, like we got England. Both. We got both. But, I mean, oh, you got the crazy mix-em-up. Yeah, we, we got our fair share of stupid-looking vehicles, like the Dreadnought Cycle. Remember that? The three-wheeled cycle? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the ferret. I mean, you see lots of ferrets in my area because it's a sort of farming community. Yeah, but it doesn't have <laughs> missiles and guns. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> and, of course, everyone in Australia drives a Dreadnought Thunder Machine. As we assumed. Yeah. We assumed that. Yes. yes. <laughs> if I could just see you, Paul, you'd be the guy on the on the, on the the outside of the door hanging onto it and just... <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. Yep. Looking for petrol or yep. gasoline, as you guys call it. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah I've seen the Mad Max films. I know it's yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I had my fair share of silly stuff, but I sold it all. I, like I, uh, I probably have a tiny bit of regret, but you know, the storage room I have doesn't regret it. So yeah, I understand. I would have liked to have kept the comics, but uh, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm on my my third iteration of the comics. Like I bought them when they were new, then I sold them, then I recollected them, then I sold them again, and now I'm like round three of recollecting them. I don't know how many times I'm going to spend money on the same comics. <laughs> on the fifth round, you'll learn finally and keep them. All right, thanks for the heads up. <laughs> I'm the one that kept mine all the way. That was the that's the center of my collection. Mm-hmm. It is for my toys. I the Joe my yeah. Joe toys. Those are all legit. Of course, I've grown that tremendously over the years of yard sailing. But anyway, this isn't about us. It's about Paul. And actually, it's about G.I. Joe. I believe it's number 18. I'm going to turn it over to DJ Cristados for this episode's intelligence report. All right. Well, thank you, Death Probe. For this mission, we'll be covering G.I. Joe number 18. Publisher was Image. Its cover date was May 2003. But its on-sale date was June 4th, 2003. Editor was Scott Worley. Writer is Josh Blaylock. Penciler, Brandon Badeau. Inker, John Larder and Rick Ketchum. Colorist is Hi-Fi Color Design and letter goes to Dreamer Designs. Cover art is by Dan Brereton. David Michael Beck has the back cover. And speaking about the cover, let's go ahead and get a cover description from Death Probe. Do my own sound effects. Here we go. Take cover! The image eye is highlighted in white as it blends in with its background, and the cover price is still $2.95. The main action is a close-up of the Baroness with Destro standing not far behind, and some hard-to-identify soldiers in the background beyond that. And that is about that. It's a very Baroness cover. Back to you, Pat. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Speaking about Baroness, let's go ahead and see what our guest, Baron Beardhead, thinks about this cover. Baroness. She's got the classic evil eyebrows. You can tell them because they're very low near her nose and very high near her temples. Yeah, she's got some nice square glasses. She has a slightly sneering expression. I mean, this is a classic Dan Brereton cover because he has that look of, you know, everything's kind of organic and fleshy. And, yeah, I, I like it. The guy in the background, there's one guy shooting two pistols in the air. So I presume he's celebrating some sort of uh, coup or junta <laughs> overthrow or something like that. That's, That's what, what I thought. Thought. Yeah. Destro, he's got Hellboy face. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. A little bit of Hellboy going on there. Yeah. But um, I like it. It's a cool cover. You know, it's not really highlighting the Baroness's sexiness as more of her um, evil, but uh, I'll allow it. <laughs> Jared, what's your thoughts? Yeah, it's definitely different from any of the ones we've seen before. This is our first Brereton cover. <laughs> I'll get it eventually. And uh, Paul seems to know a little bit more about this cat than I do. Is that painted, Paul? Do you know if that's a painted cover? Yeah, he, do- he does painted stuff. So um, he did a a series called The Nocturnals, which was his big creator-owned thing, and for DC, he did an Elseworld series called Thrill Killer, about Batwoman, and oh, who was it? Anyway, two girls. This is his uh, classic style, so he, yeah, he paints his stuff. He does a lot of cover work, but I haven't seen him doing interiors for the, you know, mainstream companies for a long, long time. So, yeah, but heaps of cover stuff, so this is what he does. He did some firearm covers, you know, firearm? 
from the Ultraverse? No. No. <laughs> in Australia, that's the best, most successful comic ever. So I don't know why you guys don't know that. Uh, we dropped the ball on that one, Paul. That's our fault. <laughs> Thanks for that information. Uh, I thought it might have been a painted cover. But I'm going to sign on with Paul. I love the way it captures her attitude. It's a Baroness attitude cover. And while I do like me some sexy Baroness, I think it's kind of cool that we did an attitude cover. With that, I'll pass it to you, Pat. I do agree with you guys, too, of this cover with that attitude. You're definitely getting that, like, if she was looking at you, she'd be like, you're not good enough for me. Or she don't want no scrubs. Like, yeah. We're the kind of guys that can't get no love from her. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that look a lot growing up. He's <laughs> familiar with it. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's you again. <laughs> no, I'm not giving you my phone number ever. <laughs> I'm not going to watch Tremors. <laughs> you can't make me, she says. Yeah, I, and it's good to know that it was kind of, it's a painted cover as well, too, because I was kind of wondering, it was looked a little off to me compared to what we've seen before. So I can now see how the background is a little more, not so polished, I should say, uh, looking like the guys in the background, they're kind of just kind of formed out there. They're not more detailed as what I would think would I be. I kept going back and forth on whether or not they were Joes or October Guardsmen or maybe a mixture. I, yeah, but, you know, it's not about those guys in the back. It's clearly about the Baroness. Yeah, and I don't know. Do they got mask on? Do they not got mask on? I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely focused on her, and then Destro looks pretty cool. I think Destro looks pretty cool in this one. All right, well, with that cover out of the way, let's go ahead and figure out what this rating for the cover will be on a scale of 1 to 10 flag points. And we know Paul likes to collect these flag points, so is he willing to give all 10 away? Uh, We'll find out in just a few seconds here. But uh, it's 1 through 10 flag points, 1 meaning you didn't like it at all, and 10 meaning it's perfect and you would make a recruiting poster out of it. So, Baron Beardhead, what is it? 1 to 10. I want to say seven. I will say seven now. Seven. That's a seven for you then? Yeah, Mar- seven. Marking him down for a seven. Okay, we'll mark him down for a seven. Did you write my seven down? Did you get it? I, fa- I fake wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> I put that in my mind and remember that you got a seven. So I think Paul's going with a seven on this one, Jared. Are you going to match him or higher or lower? Well, you know me and the Baroness. We got do. a thing going on. Mm-hmm. And so it gets the Baroness... Bump, bump up, up, and I'm going to give it an eight for this cover. I what thought you were going to go seven, but higher, like seven. <laughs> <laughs> a little higher, like seven. Oh, I'm going to just going to go with that eight. I'm going to hit it with the eight. Pat, what are you going to do with it? I'm going to be with Paul on this one. I'm at a seven. A little more detailing for me would have been better, but I can definitely see it. You know, being painted, and I think just that focus on the bareness puts me at a seven. Was that a seven? Yes. Yes. So I didn't have to write it down because I already had yours written down. That's right. I think Jared wrote it down. I did. Yeah. Oh, Jared. Yeah. Jared's here on my fake track. notepad. Yeah. <laughs> His air pad. That's what it's there for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with the cover out of the way, let's go back to Death Probe for the story synopsis in our mission brief. On G.I. Joe Chronicles, we like to mix things up a bit. I'm going to have DJ Cristados pull the randomizer to determine the synopsis point of view. Will I tell it from Joe's point of view or Cobra's point of view? Cristados, pull the lever. Pulling it now. Come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. Come on. Cobra! (laughs) Well, let's do this. 
That's bullshit. You want me to do a beep every time someone should turn the page as they follow along? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's fine. You sure? I'm, I'm sure I love it. <laughs> just, just go ahead and mute him if you would. <laughs> and I'm going to read this. Our intel reports that there are definitely some heavy hitters out there looking for Cobra Commander. Some new mysterious cabal that managed to kidnap and torture the Baroness and Flint. As Destro, teamed up with a Joe team, cuts a swath of destruction through Eastern Europe to find the captives. Apparently, Baroness and Flint got bored and made a daring escape. It also seems that Lieutenant Gorky of the October Guard has betrayed his teammates, which led to the capture of his teammate, Dana, along with Scarlet and Lady J and our legal counsel, Tomax and Zamot. So the Cabal may have lost two prisoners, but they've picked up a handful more. And Destro's unstoppable resolve is on its way with a tough-as-nails Joe team along with him. All beep. right. Ah, <laughs> I knew there would be a beep in there. <laughs> All right, now it's time for our highs and lows of the issue. We're going to do two rounds. Hat, two rounds. What? Oh, yeah. Two rounds with okay. a high... Or a low. And we're going to start with Paul. Paul, in round one, are you going to bring a high or a low for this issue? I'm going to bring a high. It's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed with your high. Later in the comic, Flint and the Baroness are hiding behind a car. Flint is, you know, poised to shoot with his gun, but has his back, you know, seeking cover. He says, woo, how many of them are there? I can't get a view. And she said, I can't make them all out. And he goes, come on. She goes, what? I'm horribly nearsighted. And that made the comic for me. That was the best bit. You know, the fact that she wears glasses, it's not for aesthetics, it's not for style. She actually needs them. She can't see things properly. And mm, chef's kiss for that. I love it. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I believe she used those glasses earlier to stab a man. <laughs> and to get out of the ropes. Yeah. yeah. Came in handy. All right, Pat. Choose wisely. It's round one. High. Or a low, maybe a what the? I'm going to go with the high on this one. I enjoyed the action in this. I think it was an all-out action issue with the two groups. You have Destro's group and the other group that were working their angles to figure out where the Baroness and Flint were. You had Flint and Baroness's kind of action scenes going on there as well, too. I thought that kind of flowed nicely throughout the whole issue. So I really enjoyed the action pieces on this. Yeah, it's a very um, fast-paced issue. Lots going on between the escape of Baroness and Flint and then the... <laughs> like two people escaped and five people got captured. Yeah. <laughs> the numbers weren't really working out there. But I'm going to give my high in round one to Flint's resistance to torture. Yes. <laughs> and just messing with those guys. And just, you know, being a tough guy. He was he was totally a tough guy in this one. You know, just yeah. they want information. And all he does is sing the army song and <laughs> all that. It kind of cracked me up. So he might have to get my silver star. We'll find that out later I, on. But. I like what Flint said in the beginning is, you know, he's showing how tough he is. And he wouldn't have it any other way. Wouldn't have it any other way. I noticed that myself. <laughs> yeah, I got to chuckle out of that. And speaking of chuckles, let's get back to Baron Von Beardness, or I've forgotten. It's something like that. Round two. Paul, what do you got? High? Low? What the? Beep. There's a page partly through the escape of the Baroness and Flint, and she 
pulls on some curtains. Do you know the bit? And she pulls the curtains down. But it looks like the curtains are like 40 feet long in the panel where the view from above where she's pulling them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is a low because she starts fighting with the curtain rod and it seems to have giant scythe end on one end of it. But the curtains are still attached, which is pretty crazy. So, I mean, even if it is only, what, eight feet of curtains, she's uh, fighting with a curtain rod with curtains connected to it. They'd be sliding all up and down and bumping into her knuckles and all sorts of things. You know, the curtain rings, you know, so... Just dust flying off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to admit, though, it makes for, like, a cool drawing with all that flowing cool curtain. It's one of those <laughs> things that works in a drawing that wouldn't work in real life. It's, uh, you know... It's like a spawn cape or something. Yeah, it's very a little bit spawny. Spawny. Well, the, the rest of the the bad guys are all kind of sitting there watching it. Like Flint's holding off three guys while it, she's like, "Just a minute, I, I got to get this unwrapped here." Yeah, so that's my low. Would you like one lower? Why not? Hold a pat. Do an extra. All right. In the scene where she uh, they're escaping, she grabs. Uh, lower. That's, that's... Okay, well, (laughs) we knew it when we invited him on the show, Pat. Yeah, yep. Speaking of Pat, round two, high, low, what the? I don't know if it's a, I guess it's a what the, and just wondering why Snake Eyes is on the back of the motorcycle. Is it so he can jump off right away? Clearly. Okay. What? Was he on, you know, because he's riding on the back of the motorcycle. Scarlet's the one riding the bike. And Snake Eyes, I would think, you know, Snake Eyes would kind of, you know, be on the bike riding it. No, man. No. If anybody's going to go jumping off that thing, it's going to be Snake Eyes. Yeah. They need her tactical weapon skills coupled with his jumping around ninja skills, man. Exponential effects, man. Second and third order of battle effects. Ah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) This real army stuff? Is that what we're here? Yeah. It's it's quite, yeah. Yes, let's go with yes. (laughs) But yeah, man, synergistic effects. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, I, just like last episode, though, man, I can't get enough of Snake Eyes and Scarlet rolling around on a motorcycle doing cool things, man. No, that that's cool. I mean, his <laughs> definitely his part on this was very cool to see him in action like that. So I thought that did was you, real. Did you know that Zama and Tomax, their names are the same as each other backwards? <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> I think I had an inkling. So the insights you get on G.I. Joe Chronicles, ladies and gentlemen. I always thought his name was Aksamat. All right, I'm moving on. Okay, my <laughs> my final round is going to be a high as well. I just love the unstoppable juggernaut force that is Destro at this point. Yes. I mean, he just doesn't care at all. He's ordering the Joes around. He's like a steamroller just crushing everything in his way. And I'm here for it. I absolutely love it. I think every chance he got, he would shoot somebody like, just like for nonchalantly, boom, boom, boom. Oh, you don't want to talk? Okay, boom. <laughs> I see you guy trying to get up behind me. Boom. boom. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff right there. Well, that's the end of our official highs and lows, but does anyone have any more burning highs and lows that want to get off their chest? Um, look at you, beard man. There's a sort of Bart Sears quality to this art, don't you think? It's, I'd give that a high. I, I can see that. Yeah, there's the Bart Sneed, uh not sneers. Uh, I was going to say he's got the sneering curled lip on lots of the characters. So I said Bart sneers, which is yeah. <laughs> you should go ahead and trademark that. <laughs> yeah, Bart sneers. But yeah, no skimping on all the characters. There's lots of characters in the scenes. There's you know lots of action and 
you know, he has to draw cars and curtains and, you know, motorbikes and tanks and scalpels and restaurants and boxing matches. So, yeah, there's a lot to draw here, and it's totally good. There's hors d'oeuvres with guns in them. Okay, yeah, I thought the art in this was very good. I'll echo that. Paul Brent makes a great point. There's a lot of variety of art, a lot of different things to draw, and it all looks good. Yeah, there's pictures and drawings. Right. I'm going to marinate on that for a minute. <laughs> anyway, Pat, what do you got? Any more burning highs and lows, or can we move on? Uh, the only other thing uh, I have is, <laughs> did you know Tomax and Zaymot, their names? That's all right. That's, um, <laughs> you cut off. Cut off. <laughs> no, I had one more thing than just. With the action in here, I think with the sprinkling in of the comedy parts that were in here, you had what Paul mentioned with the nearsightedness. I laughed out loud on that one. That was a good one. And then Baroness telling him, well, you can start the car with the keys. They're in there. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> and Flint's like, don't mention this again. Luckily, that was up close. She could see that. Yes. <laughs> uh, there was a James Bond reference, so I caught my attention as well too do you remember where that was because now you got me wondering tom x or zaymot one of those two did you know their names <laughs> just just proceed yeah. with your point they mentioned that they have the earpieces in and that's not picking up stuff and he goes this james bond stuff isn't right now i remember that's right yeah i'm like oh wink wink nod nod gotcha all right with all those highs and lows in the bag let's hand it back to dj cristados for the ig's report on the combat readiness of this issue and for those of you who don't speak military, that means we're going to score this issue story on the same 1 to 10 flight points scale we used earlier. So, Baron Von Beerbird, or Baron Von Beerhead. <laughs> 1 through 10 flight points. Are you giving all your flight points Beard. away? Can Can I come knock on your door and give you some stuff? Beerhead? Um, I'm, feeling like, I'm feeling like this is a 7 pointer, a 7 flag point. So, what is that? That's more than an action figure you'd get for seven flag points. That's probably, uh, you know, a small vehicle. with like the ram. Yeah, something that's not very good if you're driving around. You've got to get shot at in the open, but, you know, you'll get there fast. You'll die fast. Something like that. A seven. A seven out of ten. Seven. Right there down. Seven. Got it. Let's find out from Jared. You going to go higher, lower? I'm going to go higher. <laughs> I am going to go higher. I, I think this is just rolling right along like we had the last issue with the intrigue and Destro's nonstop to rescue the Baroness. Mm -hmm. A little bit of planted seed of perhaps a little romance between Baroness and Flint. Treachery from Lieutenant Gorky. I mean, this is a deep story, and I like the last one to the tune of a nine, I do believe. And I'm going to keep that nine train rolling. I'm liking the storyline. I landed on a nine. What about you, Pat? I'm going to give it a nine as well, too. So Paul's a low bird in this oh. one. Yeah. Can't try believe it. Yes. Must be. That's must be the beard. It must really mess you up. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I think the same thing, too. I really enjoyed the action on this one, the storytelling that's going on. And I'm really kind of interested on what's going to happen with Gorky, you know? He could see drive him. somewhere and then. Gorky Park. Park. And yes. Saw, yeah. Yep, I saw it coming. <laughs> Considered <laughs> doing it myself. <laughs> Took a pass on it, and then Paul picked it right up. <laughs> All right. Well, now that it's time to award this episode Silver Star Medal or Silver Snake for gallantry in action.
This is where we each get to award the character in this issue who went above and beyond the call of duty or sneaky snakiness. And we will find out from Baron Beardhead, who's your sneaky snake or silver star? I'm going to give it to Flint. Rather than soiling himself when tortured with electricity, he uh, fakes it and then breaks out. So that was pretty good. Honorable mention to the Baroness, because she is the one who actually executes the escape. But a good combo effort by them. So is that a, a sneaky star for both of them or something? I don't, I don't, can I do that? Do I give them halves? Do I need to go higher or lower? Or what do you think? You're fine right where you are. <laughs> so you're seeing a seven. I'm going to park it there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jared. I am torn. Silver star for Flint, you know, because I really liked him in this issue. Tough and manly mm-hmm. and funny at the same time. Easily give a silver snake to Destro for just being a steamroller. But you know what? I'm going to stick with my boy Flint. I think Flint was great. And I agree with Paul. The Flint Baroness combo is great. And uh, spoiler, uh, there's more to come for that. What? Mm-hmm. There's more. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's more. But wait, Paul, there is. What? I know. I can't believe it either. <laughs> but you'll have to wait till next episode. <laughs> oh, is it next or maybe two down three? It, I don't it, know. It keeps going. It keeps yeah. going. <laughs> we'll find All out. All right, Pat, what do you got for a silver star or a silver snake? I am going to go with Destro with the silver sneaky snake. I appreciate that. He yeah. needed an award. For I this think issue. so. Yeah. And, and you know, with this issue, it's hard to, they're both kind of acting in a good way. You know, he wants to recover the team and, I really thought, like, wow, the Joes are just letting this guy go to town on these people, and they're, like, sitting back. And they kind of mention it, but they're like, oh, no. I don't it's think okay. the Joes can play too much when bad guys get yeah. killed. <laughs> they're like, oh, no. Yeah. Well, at least we didn't do it, so it's all right. <laughs> oh, no, these drug dealers are dead. Oh, no. <laughs> Tying into what you're saying there, Pat, um, Destro's name backwards is Austrid. Austrid? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's probably his brother's name. Yeah. <sighs> and he kind of comes, probably comes without a mask on and. He's very leisurely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a, he's all in like a. It's like a like, tracksuit. Yeah. <laughs> Just hang it out. Sneakers. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> Instead of weapons, he sells like, he sells, you know, toys. <laughs> he, sell, he sells all natural supplements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chill, buddy, man. You guys just need these, to relax. These things on my man. wrists have natural oils in them. <laughs> you can apply to your joints and such. <laughs> and he's got a fanny pack on. <laughs> <laughs> We've got all in on this character. Thanks a lot, Paul. No worries. <laughs> oh, somebody needs to make a custom of that one. Oh. There's life in this uh, license yet, isn't there? <laughs> there is. Definitely. All right. Well, speaking about toys, let's go ahead and find out. What's in Death Probe's toy chest? Ooh. It's here, the G.I. Joe collection. Each sold separately. G.I. Joe from Hasbro. In this segment, I'll take something or someone featured in this issue, give you a brief toy history on it. And for this issue, I've selected the Baroness. Her real name is Anastasia de Cobre. Her grade, I just wrote Destro's right hand. She is Destro's go-to gal. And she's awesome, and I love her. But let me move on. Her birthplace is classified, I'm guessing, Eastern Europe somewhere. Her primary specialty is intelligence. Her secondary specialty is pilot. She knows how to fly things. Here's her initial figure description. 
She has black hair, black glasses, a skin-tight leather black suit with a red cobra emblem on the chest, and I'll go ahead and say it, she has the hot librarian look. Her accessories are a black rifle and a black backpack, and she was first released in Series 3 in 1984. For Paul, that was probably 1992 or somewhere in that area, and was discontinued in 1986. She was the first female Cobra operative to get an action figure, and there are currently, as of this recording, which is February of 2021, 17 different versions of the Baroness action figure. That all. Yep. Did you have the Baroness, Paul? No, I never got the Baroness. Never. No? Sad. Yeah, it's the saddest episode we've ever had. Yeah. We got the alley vibe. Oh, yeah. There's that. Then the cul-de-sac viper. The (laughs) (laughs) cul-de-sac viper. viper. He hangs out with Destro's brother. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, let's just chill. Let's just hang out, man. Let's just hang out. Come on, I got some uh, veggie burgers going on. (laughs) All good, all foods here. It's all natural, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Pat? Did you have uh, the Baroness action figure? I believe I did have it as a kid. I don't know if I still... Some of my stuff I kind of left at my parents' house. They've recently moved, so... I don't know if one time, too, they went through and kind of purged out all my stuff at a garage sale or yard sale Ooh. without me knowing. So they might so have been Jared's desperate. Got... It was desperate times. <laughs> yeah, so. I've got Pat's Baroness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he probably did. Came and got it. Took it away from me. Well, I do, of course, have the Baroness, but I didn't get her in the first wave. She was one of those ones that seemed hard to find mm. when I was a kid. And, you know, I, sometimes I think about... I wonder if that's because it was a female figure, you know, when you were a boy, you know, the, the boy figures, right? But G.I. Joe was kind of an exception because I remember, yeah, like, like I remember wanting a Scarlet figure and wanting a cover girl with the Wolverine. So I think G.I. Joe kind of helped break the mold on that a little bit. And uh, I, I got her later. I didn't get her when she first came out, but probably a couple years later used. Mm. She was no damsel in distress. She was- Absolutely not. No. I love the Baroness. I think I made that clear. And with that, I'll hand it back to Pat. <laughs> Sorry, do you love the Baroness? I do. I really do. I, yeah. 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 Sure. yeah. <laughs> More Okay, Baroness or Storm? Um, oh, or two one. together. <laughs> well, Pat, let's not get carried away. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. If I was going to, like, marry one and spend the rest of my life with her, probably Storm because Baroness might end up killing me for some reason. But, man, what a ride that would be. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got confused. <laughs> Pat, move on to the next section. <laughs> All right. Well, up next is our feedback segment called Combat Cons. As always, we will start off Combat Comms with a roster of our battle-hardened Crusaders Club veterans. These are the fine folks that have joined our Crusaders Club. They enjoy early access to special Longbox Crusade episodes, free raffle giveaways, voting on our show programming, and so much more. So these are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. Michael Wagner. And Helica Wolf. Ow. Ow. Anthony at TFU.info. Bob and Elvis. Uh-huh. Bill Beer. Blast it or stash it. Bob Buster. Braxton Underwood. Clinton Robinson. Terrell the Green. Greg Van Leuven. Every minute of it. Come on. Come on. Jeremy L. Charming. 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 
I see what he did there. I'm a jamin. Got me going. Joe Thomas. John Watson. Jose Boyer. Principal Josh Strickland. The mysterious Mark Hatherley. Maxwell Traver. Miranda W. Oh, this one I get. Paul Hicks. That wish is just a crazy old man. Yes. <laughs> Rick from Jeff and Rick Presents. He's the Rick part of that. Dave Collins, but you might know him as Battle Wagon. Battle Wagon. Rob Morgan. Now, this is a made-up name, surely. Ryan Daly? That's not real. No, that's a witness protection name. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin. Tim Price. Toronto Cap. Brad Morin. This is me or you? I forgot who said this. I don't know, but I'm not going to I think it's me. <laughs> if you missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these things episodes well in advance of release, so if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? Paul. How would I become a Crusaders Club member? And I'm not Jason, so okay. it's okay to tell me the... It's simple. Just head over to patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. And then for as little as one chook a month, you'll get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Sorry, that's one dollar. One dollar a month. Come, check it out. Now, let's see what messages from our platoon of loyal listeners we have waiting for us on Breaker's Comsat. Communications officer, code name Breaker. This feedback is from two episodes back where we featured issue number 16, The Family, with special guest Josh Blaylock himself. <laughs> well, Pat, the radio channels were a little thin. Yes. A little thin. But you know who we can always count on? I, I think I have an idea of who. Well, go ahead and read it. All right. This one's from Green Lantern HG, our loyal listener. And he says, oh, I loved it, guys. You could have talked all the time about the toys and I would have been glued listening. Not to mention that Cover Girl is one of my favorites. To this point, I'm still hunting for that action figure. Of course, not at an insane price. Shruggity head. <laughs> Great episode, guys. Thumb emoji. Thumb up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, we get the creator of the book on the episode. Uh, comments only from GLHG? Come on, people. Come on. Get in our comments. Tell us yes. why you don't like us and why you don't want to comment. It's bullshit. <laughs> Tell them, Paul. <laughs> yeah, Paul, why don't you comment? <laughs> he commented for a while, but once he got his guest slot, he was done. Yeah. He was done. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to Mission Complete status on this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Do Years. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, vintage TV, movies, serials, and more, check out the entire Longbox Crusade Network. DJ Cristados, where can they find that? Well, Jared, I am glad you asked. You can find us on the iTunes, the Google Play, and most podcatchers, or at www.longboxcrusade.com. We are also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jared. All right, if you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at Pat. Hit him with it. Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Jared, where can they find you? I am at Yard Sale Artist. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. And now the moment you've all been waiting for, Paul, 
tell folks where they can find you and talk about maybe some of your podcasts that they might be interested in. Oh, uh, yeah, I do. I do three shows in theory. So I do Waiting for Doom, which is about the Doom Patrol, and we haven't done an episode for a while, but we will do one when there's something to talk about. And I do DC OCD, which is about all the DC events, good and bad, and we're solidly in the bad period now. So that's that's fun. And we also do the Gary show where we just talk about whatever. It's a bit like this one, except without the G.I. Joe content. And I can be found on Twitter at reading underscore Hicks, and that's backwards is X-I-H underscore G-N-I uh, D. Uh, anyway, you can, you can work that out. <laughs> Great. And if you want to interact with Pat and I with the live chat and, you know, maybe some Delvin, maybe a little bit of Jason, hey, you could also be entered to win some free stuff because we do live raffles on our Doing It live streams on YouTube. They are the second Sunday of every month, unless there's a holiday that we'll bump it to the third Sunday. And we start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Monday at 10.30 Australia. Ah, there you go. Monday at 10th. Start your Mondays in Australia with us. Why not? Well, if you get up at 10.30, you might... <laughs> I want to re-examine your life, but you know. anyways, you can get signed up for that by looking up Logbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you get reminder notifications for when we go live. Thanks for joining. <laughs> Is that ding again? That's a, that's a dingy. Turn the page. Thanks for joining us for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Do Years. We will see you on the battlefield next episode when we cover issue number 19, The Cabal Part 3. Until then, Platoon, Fallout. Yo, Joe! Yo, Joe! Yo, Joe! Joe! Yo, Joe! Yeah, we did. We all said it all. The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Joseflin99. That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-99. You will not regret it. show <laughs> Paul's not coming back until we do a one with Joe so. spin it again <laughs> well, how do you say chicken down under choke choke I'm prepared to believe that yeah yeah we haven't choked for dinner sure we're probably gonna go to Australia and try to do that one time <laughs> look at us like we're idiots we're like damn it Paul <laughs> no, we, we got a plate of poop <laughs> did you know that Rick spelled backwards is Jeff. Uh, we're never going to get done with this. <laughs> Do you know Brad? He lives in Australia. Have you guys met? Yeah, yeah. Brad. Brad with the chokes. Yeah. That's yeah. him. Yeah. 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 You might know him as Darb. That's backwards for Brad. Darb. You got it right the first time. Yeah. Got it, Com it's Comsack. <laughs> it's not Comsack. Yeah. Not Comsack. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I got my Comsack of chokes. Oh, goodness. Chooks, not chokes. Chooks. Chooks. How's that spelled? C-H-O-O-K. Okay, gotcha. All right, back to what we were doing. You All went right. backwards? No. <laughs> not at an insane price. Do I get to say it again? No. No, you're fine. No. I just wanted to say it. Ah. He wants to go I thought, I, thought I said real. it wrong. We're going to have the longest outtakes for all yes. of the videos. <laughs>
I think that's what he's trying for. 